0: Hi, Mickey. Hey, Bob. Hey, you're showing me an iPad. It's got icons on it. That's all it's got, though. Well, I don't get the gimmick. What, what's it, the deal? It, 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 uh, it's, it's, oh. it's supposed to show this. Twin Towers. Correct. Did you ever go up uh, in the Twin Towers? Because the opportunity is fleeting. It turns out I went up uh, once.
1: I had dinner once with uh, at Harper's. We had a dinner at the Windows on the World.
0: Well, aren't you special?
1: And James Walcott showed up. That was considered a coup,
0: since he never leaves his house. It is a coup. He, he's a, he's a great writer. Yes, he hates funny. me, but he's a great writer. Well, he's mean when he hates people, so I pity you. But
1: uh, he can he be called, mean. He called the Washington Monthly editors the hair club for men.
0: Ooh, Which is pretty, which
1: was pretty, pretty funny. I can uh, see why
0: you haven't forgotten uh, now.
1: Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, anyway, he um. Uh, it looks like you are in your uh, your storage area Bob.
0: That's uh, not the way I would put it. That's where uh, you, that's
1: where you hide the nuclear codes. Oh, good segue. Good segue. Well, the 9/11 thing was the segue. Here's the thing. Mm. When 9/11 happened, I wrote the uh what I hope is the stupidest thing I've ever written, the wrongest thing I've ever written. It wasn't stupid, it was wrong. Where I said this the the problem is our our our, our society, uh, we process this information so fast. This nine eleven business will all all blow over by Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, How did that go? Later, did that later go. Later, 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 later. Matt Welch came up to me and said, "Did you read the LA Times?" And I went and read the LA Times, where Matt Welch called it the stupidest thing said all year. Um, it was wrong. I it didn't blow away. I didn't say Thanksgiving which year. So you know. No. I, Mm -hmm. I was sort of a a veteran bet hedging there. Yeah, but um, anyway, I was wrong. But I do stick to that for this search warrant of Mar-a-Lago. Oh, really? As with A.J. Delgado, who's uh, an ex-Trumpy who uh, tweeted the same thing, uh, this is all going to not be the nuclear 20 megaton event, unprecedented uh, Armageddon that the press is making it out to be it'll fizzle pretty fast. And it's becoming clear, in fact, from Garland's, I thought, press conference yesterday, uh, how it will fizzle. I mean, he said, well, we were looking for things, you know, and it was all very orderly and according to process. And the Washington Post said they were looking for nuclear secrets. Uh, you know, historically, the, as Ross had pointed out, the, the, the leaks from law enforcement in this situation are not something you can take to the bank, okay? They're not specific. What nuclear secrets? Blah blah blah. They're just throwing something out there until so they win the PR war. I agree. Today, and uh, so he's going to find something. He's going to take it back. He's not going to charge Trump. It'll all blow over. That's it. It's over.
0: I don't you know, know. I think it can work as a talking point for Trumpists and for Trump as he tries to get the nomination for some time. Um, by the way, your camera is now showing us the cuffs of your jeans. Uh, but I'll I'll carry on as if I were uh, as if this were a totally professional production and you could hear me. Um, the uh, I think that uh, Trump can convert this into enduring political capital because um, you know I mean once I mean you know his base wants something to hate Democrats for. This will work regardless of how it plays out, and I think it was I think it was dumb. For the Democrats, from a partisan point of view, for that reason, um, do, you don't think he will get any enduring value out of it. And by the way, let me contrast your well, view with that of Damon Linker, who tweeted something like, "You have no idea how bad this was going to get," and he meant like civil war, I think. But right, there's all this talk of civil
1: war, and of course, people on the left, and I'm not, I'm not including Linker in that, uh, but uh, uh, you know, people on the left are they immediately shifted to. Uh, and the right wing will go berserk and start killing people uh, theory, which sort of distracted from what had actually happened. Uh, but, I, you know, I, um, the left, the right doesn't need a reason to hate Democrats. They hate Democrats. Uh, and it depends on what they find. That does depend on the long term, you know, the long term impact on, on the right and especially the fringe right depends a lot on on do they turn up? Uh, I, I don't know what 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 horrible secret there could be, but um, you know it depends what they turn up and what the what it looks like, how reasonable the search was. Now Garland, I don't quite trust Garland. I mean, Ann Coulter's column this week points out that in the Brianna Taylor killing, which uh, where this a woman, it, it, Ann says it wasn't a no-knock raid, but was killed in the crossfire of a raid when her Boyfriend opened fire on the police. Uh, that they didn't charge any of the police involved in the raid. They, but but they have charged the people who drew up the affidavit for false, the, for that the affidavit was somehow false and knowingly false. And and that's a that's a sort of that's a sort of if that is the precedent here, you know, come up with anything to charge him with. Well,
0: wait, uh, to satisfy. Is it kind of serious getting a search warrant on false pretenses? Isn't that like a, an actual serious threat to? Yeah, but this democracy? seems like
1: this seems like a bogus, uh, a bogus prosecution. There are search warrants on f- false pretenses uh, uh, taken out uh, a, hundred, a thousand times a day. Well, yeah, that's because
0: that's because the the cops think nobody'll nobody'll realize it. Nobody right, so is, it. When it, you discover it, you should prosecute and it. This, and maybe it, they'll, it, they'll it, quit doing well, it. Well, but but, but it, it has all the earmarks.
1: It's possible, but it has all the earmarks of. We have to we have to we have to file something to appease the the, uh, you know, black I disagree. Lives are, are, I, I think I think so you're talking we're, about we're, the very
0: integrity of the judicial system in our country. I'm serious. It, seem, it I'm seems like
1: it seems very similar to the border patrol people who Biden said whip the migrants or not. They didn't whip the migrants. So they've been, they've been charged with some sort of procedural bullshit.
0: Well, if it, it turns out he's wrong and and there was in fact nothing false in the affidavit, then that parallel will be a good one. Otherwise, it's a bad one. Well, the, the,
1: what what if what if it turns out that there was some some flimsiness to the uh flimsiness to the search warrant, but it's flimsiness that happens every time that happens a thousand times a day. It isn't all that big a deal.
0: Well, we'll see. I, I mean, it, I mean, if it happen if it happens commonly and everyone knows it or something. I guess that's one thing. I, but, but, I, I, but, but my own view is you should be very strict about this. Warrants should be based, search warrants should be based entirely on factually true information. I, and if, we, if we have strayed from that, somebody should crack the whip. I agree. But if it turns out
1: that people routinely take classified documents of this nature from the White House, and that's all they find, Trump doing something that hundreds of other aides do, and even though it should be cracked down on, then Garland looks really bad. Oh, but look. it looks political.
0: Well, if okay. you want to talk about this issue, I agree that uh, unless I'm- if, very there is a parallel, surprised,
1: if, if there is a parallel to to the Breonna Taylor search warrant. Anyway, forget well, wait, the well, parallel. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I mean, you were positing a parallel between this yeah. weird Biden-Trump-whipping thing and the Breonna Taylor case, which didn't make any sense to me. As for the parallel with Garland, I, I'm- I, I mean, as for the parallel with, with the Trump search warrant- I'm very skeptical that this is a good idea. I don't unless they unless they've got him for like murder or something, I don't think they should have done it on on either. On, you know, it's not a, a smart partisan move for the Democrats. And I don't think it's good for the country either. It's I guess, just too banana republicish. I guess
1: part of my uh my my 9-11 analogy would be uh it's not such a big deal, even if even if it was wrong. So it'll it's wrong, it'll redound. To Garland's disgrace, and it'll be still be over in a month. Uh, it's it's it, it's over in a month, whether it's right or wrong. I think
0: I, I don't I don't think so. I just think I mean maybe you're not concerned about this country truly descending into something that, if it's not civil war, is just this enduring no, major it, fracture. Maybe you're not concerned, but if it, you're concerned, I really think you should worry about this. I really think if you don't think that like the psychology. Of the extremists on both sides, we should most worry about is such that this kind of thing really does amount to ammunition and really is incendiary. Then you and I disagree about the relevant psychology, but I think it's a it, big mistake. Again, I, unless Trump was like either it, he's a mass murderer and we didn't know or something,
1: it's a, it's it's another step down the road to that. It's not a yeah. nuclear weapon in the road to that. It's 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 you know. You know, privacy is the most overrated right in the world. They come to your house, they search, they leave. It's bad, but it's it's not it's not a nuclear strike. Uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, it, 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 it's a deal, but it's not a, the huge deal they're making out to be. It's well, no. one more step. It's certainly something Trump would have done to his opponents. That's for sure. So it's just sure. not. That's it's not, why it's a bad idea. That's proof it's banana republic politics. It's very banana republic. It's another step down the road to the banana republic. It is not a, a nuclear Armageddon uh you know tipping point into anarchy and civil war.
0: Well, actually, this this is related to something I want to talk about in the parrot room, which is existential risk. But the, the parallel is if if the outcome is sufficiently grave, is of sufficiently bad magnitude. Then even slightly increasing the chances of it happening is a big deal. So if this is one step toward America's dissolution, yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, that's what I would say. Is well, we're talking well, about very it, high stakes outcomes. Yeah. Well, if it's if it turns out that there's there's
1: nothing there, uh, what does gardens look bad then? Because that was, just of, a bum, then it was just, Well, then it was just a bum tip. I mean, he. Yeah, He's, but but it he, was
0: it's it's the former president who is going to run again, so it's like it's just like ultra banana you know, it's republic. Very, it, if it's, very banana it's very banana
1: republic. It's very banana republic. But if you really thought, if Garland really thought that there were some horrible nuclear thing there, I mean, the nuclear thing is probably a complete red herring. But probably. if he really thought that there was some 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 horrible nation destroying secrets, Trump had squirreled away. I mean, he better come up with an explanation. Or the sort of thing he thought were there, although it's probably so top secret you can't even entertain the
0: thought of what it is. Well, but uh, it could it, just be that you know they wanted all the documents he was supposed to return to the National Archives. They found out he hadn't returned them all, and they said, "Damn it, we meant it. We're going to do this." But and if, if it's just no, but if it's just that, that it is the overzealous librarian that Trump I talked agree. about. Well, but I, mean, not- I do and I don't. I, I I, think it's a serious matter if that's what Trump did. It's a very serious matter. It's just that. And in fact, if it were some other president who definitely wasn't going to run for reelection and didn't have, a, a, you know, this intense and in some cases extremist following that might help start a civil war, then I would say, sure, what the hell? It's just that in this case, I think Garland, if he's a responsible public servant, should survey the whole landscape and think, you know, this isn't worth it. Now again, it could be more than that. But if all it is, is some kind of fishing expedition or some kind of librarianish, as you say, enforcement of the National Archives rules, um, then I just think it's it's a well, super bad call. Yeah. That keep in
1: mind that the timeline uh, is uh, they subpoenaed some documents a month ago. They got some, okay, and then they got a tip that Trump was hiding additional documents in places x y and z okay (laughs) so it all depends what this tip was if the tips was oh yeah he kept some you know ashtrays from the white house uh in x y and z that he wants to sell you know the way arm and hammer sold sold the uh ashtrays from a hotel in, in 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 russia to start his fortune uh that's one thing if it really was he saved the most the most intense uh, important national sec- secrets, that's another. It depends what's in this. Uh, but it's, it wasn't just that there were things there he, and and they finally got fed up. It's that they got an extra tip that there was some extra special things that Trump was keeping secret. Right. And I, I suspect that they're the love letters from Kim Jong-un or something like that, which aren't really a national secret, not all that dangerous. Well, if that.
0: I think it it's just something like that. I mean, even if they have a specific idea of what it is, if it is not If the something isn't pretty deeply incriminating, I think this is a mistake. I mean, and I'm sure they can find something that they can say is is a national security threat to be floating around. And like if spies got a hold of it, well, that would be something to worry about a little bit. You know, if foreign spies got a hold of it. And that's that may be what they'll say. I just don't think any of that is. Or it it may be it may be this, uh, you know, this these eavesdropping.
1: Uh, eavesdropping information that that would compromise a source. There was a, apparently a man in Iran who was executed after Hillary's emails leaked because the Iranian government realized that he was yeah. a stool pigeon. Uh, so that, it could be that sort of thing. And they they take that seriously, right? People die. Uh, so um that could be it. What if they what if they discover, that, which I suspect is true, that there was political influence. I mean Garland Garland is under incredible pressure to show his macho by striking against Trump from Mm -hmm. from the left. And he's not immune to that. And he probably tries to figure out what is the most respectable way I can satisfy these crazy progressives who are pushing me to indict Trump. And he may have decided foolishly that this was that. Uh, But if there was political pressure, I mean, can't he just then quit in disgrace and it blows over again? I mean, that's I'm I'm big on this blowing over thesis.
0: Um, I, I just think uh, that you seem to think whether it its enduring impact is closely correlated with its actual significance. That's what I doubt. I just think the way these things ply, play out, Trump is already having a field day with it. And I mean, don't our, uh, let me ask you this. Do you think that this is bad news for DeSantis in any measure if he wants the nomination? Actually, I've been going back and forth with that. I thought, well, first, the media
1: thinks that Trump is now on his back foot because of the nuclear thing. Okay, they've countered with the nuclear thing. And Jonathan Shade is mocking the pro-Trumpers for not having a response to the nuclear charge. So we're all we're all we're all the press does not agree that Trump is having a field day. Uh, At first, I thought it's terrible for DeSantis. This is a brilliant stroke by the Biden administration because. They've made Trump the leader of the party again. Uh, DeSantis has to, you know, kowtow to him. And it's Trump, Trump, Trump. Uh, But uh, second thought is the key thing now is the midterms, right? Trump was about to fuck up the midterms by declaring his candidacy before the midterms happened. Uh, He doesn't have to do that now. All he cares about is attention. He's getting all the attention in the world. Without having to declare candidates. but aren't people saying as seize
0: that, seize the moment, do it now because of this? Aren't there there people are some saying-
1: people saying that, but he hasn't done it yet, has he? Uh, and and he uh, you know he all he cares about is attention. Everything else is a means to that end. So uh, you know even bringing world peace is a means to getting attention. Okay, uh, and uh, so he doesn't have to do that, and he's also it's in the context of him as a former president. So it doesn't necessarily fuck up the midterms as much for the Republicans as if he was running and a vote for the Republicans is a vote for Donald Trump in 2024. Uh, the Republicans are already blowing in the midterms. Uh, this, I think, might be a... If it stops Trump from declaring, uh, might be a minor a point in their favor that they don't have to deal with. There, wait, there, there, why would there,
0: it, Why would it stop him from declaring just because you... Because I, I, I just... why
1: why buy the cow when you're getting the milk for free? I mean, he's he's getting all the publicity he wants. He will he, he doesn't have to in, in, incur any of the downsides of declaring, like the Republican Party stops paying his legal bills. So he'll keep that. He heeds the responsible voices who are saying, "Don't declare it. That would be irresponsible. You'll be blamed if we lose the midterms." Uh he he avoids that. So there are there were always people urging him not to declare, and those people will now have. A stronger argument because he's getting what he wants from declaring anyway. That's the argument.
0: Well, I mean, it's true that he's addicted to attention. He's getting that now. But I I, I still think he's keeping his eye on the ball. He, he is thinking strategically about getting the nomination. And I think to some extent that calculation will but I, remain. But I think it hurts him if
1: he declares and then the Republicans lose. He has to be a little. Well, that's he, a separate he, matter. In that he case, you're saying,
0: this will just he, have no he, impact on. Well, he on tends. That. He tends to be risk averse. Uh, yeah.
1: He tends. He tends to wait until he sees the winner and then he endorses the winner. Uh, you cannot look at the at the generic poll, which is now even, uh, basically, uh, for Congress, and think the Republicans are going to win for sure. Uh, uh, so I'm going to get back this winning horse. Okay, he has to think. If I jump in and the Republicans lose, then I'll be blamed and I'll be yesterday's news, etc. That you know, these are all arguments in his ego uh distorted mind that are a little like factors, but it's it's definitely a factor. You can't say it's not a factor that he's getting publicity.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I I I, I um, think he's loving it, uh it's, you know, but um I think he's got his eye on the ball. Um, um so I mean the other. Yeah. Okay.
1: The other, the other mystery, and I think I did I talk about this last time. That you know, why, why, why Republicans uh, why don't Republicans focus on the issues on which they have sure winners? Crime, the border, wokeness. Instead, they're you, you, focusing on inflation, which might go away. Is this your stop the madness rap? N- the, the wokeness part is the stop the madness rap. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's it, yes, it's a stop the madness wrap, but but they could focus on that instead they focused on inflation which we learned this past week might be going away we don't know for sure but uh you know the the inflation numbers seem to be leveling off and who knows what's what's going to happen next month uh and uh and this gives the republicans an, it does give the republicans another thing to talk about they will avoid having to talk about the issues
0: mm-hmm. they're a
1: little they're they're a little, a little loath to talk about the issues because Donors don't like talking about the issues, okay? Especially the border. Uh, uh, so this gives them an excuse to avoid, uh, for another month, talking about the actual issues that the voters care about, and instead they'll be talking about how unfair it's all to Trump that his home was searched. Uh, you know that, that. So I guess that 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 hurts them a bit. I guess.
0: Yeah. Now, are um, we going to see the unsealing? Do you think of what did they call it that Merrick Garland wants to unseal the? Uh, it's not the indictment. We're, we're going to see the thing. indictment. We're not going to see the affidavit. But there is no indictment, right? They're, they're not not the ind- indictment. They're not the indictment. The uh, the uh, the application for the search warrant. So, because Trump has the right to appeal that, but before, if he doesn't want the stuff out there, he could appeal that. On no, the other Trump means.
1: has Trump has said he wants it out. He's it.
0: Okay. Said, they so we will his, see that they, soon.
1: They probably. called his bluff, which lasted for about a second and a half. And then he said, sure, let's release it. But he wants the affidavit underneath it released. So he wants to see the thing that Merrick Garland is prosecuting the cops and the Brianna Taylor thing for. He wants to see who who dropped the dime on him or get some clues. And uh, he wants to see, you know, police says, I talked to informant X in the, trouble, in the Mar-a-Lago who says there are, There is, you know, a secret box in the storage room that that has X and Y. Okay, he wants to see that and Garland won't want to give him that. So that may be uh, that may produce some litigation. My 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 expectation is, is every defendant in America wants to see the underlying affidavits and they often don't get them, I suspect, that he would lose that. But he may go to court on that. But that's like, you know, that's too obscure. Only So how soon will we see something? People think it might be today. I was amazed when I woke up this morning, it wasn't already released. I guess they have to go through and redact a whole bunch of names. Uh, but um,
0: yeah, I we'll, think,
1: we'll see it within days.
0: I mean, I think as for the nuclear thing, I agree that, you know, once they realized they had to say more about why they did this, they thought, well, what's the worst kind of category of document there could be in here or that we think is in here and they're like well nuclear sounds scary and they're like let's go with nuclear yeah uh, it's it's uh, uh ch- but child child
1: molestation is evidence of a child molestation ring oh turn yeah q-
0: somebody was turn- positing a big epstein connection turn, here turn q QAnon on its head now didn't you uh, retweet somebody who was positing an epstein connection to this or something well
1: they they um the judge there was an Epstein connection in that the judge who granted the search warrant, he's actually a, not actually a judge, he's some sort of subjudge, magistrate who they farm out these issues to, had represented some of Epstein's victims, or maybe his his servants, or I mean, there were obviously so many potential people in the Epstein case that needed lawyers that every lawyer in Florida was employed somehow in the Epstein case. And you can't really hold that against him if he didn't represent Epstein himself. Unless we know more, you can't hold him against him that he represented somebody who was involved in the Epstein case. So that, I thought that that lead sort of fizzled, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, the, um, uh, but, 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 you know, it could be. I mean, I, I, it, I mean, yeah, that would be a good one. The list that, is the, the list of John Doe's in the Epstein case. That would, that be, would be great. If, if I were if I were Trump, I would keep that one. But
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. Is like, what would <laughs> Trump? What would Trump keep? I, I mean, also, I mean, he if there's just some little bit of information, like the name of some spy or the nuclear code, he can just write that down or take a picture got, with I, his I'm smartphone. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know. That's That's the other thing. I mean, what is what is the actual information that that he, he it has yeah. to be something where he has to have the document itself to prove to somebody that something was true. Uh, and you're right. A, a picture with a smartphone would do the job. Sure. Uh, so um, it, it, it it that's another reason it might be shaky. I mean, mm. uh, the, uh, good point. Anyway, it's I I I'm shocked that you cast out on uh, Mr.
0: Respectable Merrick Garland. Uh, I've always thought he's a little weird. I I mean, I actually don't think he's a cynical political operator. I just think he's showing bad judgment. I I don't think I actually think he's probably a pretty principled person, but I think he's um, he's kind of like passionate. And I mean, that's the other thing is whatever FBI people were involved in helping to build the momentum for this, you know, which I assume may have happened is. My feeling about the one thing that almost all FBI people I've ever listened to for very long have in common is that they're like melodramatic. they have melodramatic self-conception and and i I just think in a case like this, you know they're just building it up into something it's not. Um, the secret Passions of Mary Garla yeah, yeah that's a good, a, that's a good story. It's it, a much better it's, it's a much better title than the actual movie would turn out to be. His uh, rep
1: in Washington is he's a straight arrow, the most boring person in the world. No,
0: but I mean, like I told you, maybe this is not the parent room, but like, you know, I was, heard him when he was talking about going down to the, in the aftermath of the Oklahoma City bombing, he went down. And this is like 20 years later, he's talking about it, and he starts crying. And yeah, really. I'm sure it was horrible. I think he went in and saw the child care center part that was yeah. bombed. And, but, uh, you know, that's still unusual for a guy in that position to start weeping during an interview
1: uh it wouldn't be unusual for me but i'm a cheap cry
0: mickey i've never heard you cry and i and i have interviewed you more than any other person i could have any
1: interest in i cry at beer covers you just haven't hit my hot buttons
0: there was one Um, moment that you had a moment of weakness in the parrot room where you were talking about that guy who got three letters
1: (laughs) three letters
0: uh it was it was uh it was in result in response to jason Deparl's story about him oh that was, guy yeah yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll
1: tear up again i'll tear yeah, up I again should, my... we
0: shouldn't mention it this that could be the end of the conversation
1: it was it was a, it was a guy who left welfare and he only got jason DePar wrote a cover story about him and he only got three letters of support and jason felt that was pathetic and it was enough for him he'd never gotten that much support before in his life And I'm tearing up again. Okay, Um, the Democrats are promising Bob that uh, that if they take back the Congress, if they if they expand their majority in Congress, they're going to bring back Build Back Better and pass it this time. Don't you think that? Don't you? Don't all the parts they left out, all the crazy parts that people hated?
0: Remind us,
1: even the left hated.
0: Remind us what they left out.
1: Well, oh, wait, there was it a- wasn't
0: all crazy. Wasn't there dental coverage for uh, Medicare in there?
1: <laughs> At some point there was. It dropped out pretty early, I think. I tell but, you, well,
0: there are things that are close to dropping out of my mouth right now, and so I am in favor. I am in favor of that. Uh, and that's well, and don't belittle it, Mickey. Don't make fun of no, dental I'm, coverage for Medicare. No, I think as you a lot know, of seniors. The, as you know, the the. The things the, the the things they accomplished
1: in in the bill that that, that aren't just preventing Obamacare from failing, mm-hmm. uh, that that aren't are just keeping the status quo are the two thousand dollar cap on drug expenses and the negotiating the drug prices. Though I don't think those are trivial things at all. Uh, I think that there is a concrete benefit that you can. Uh, that you can show people that's important to a lot of people. Uh, as and and Ryan Giorduski, who is supposedly this crazy populist, uh, supported. There was a vote on to preserve the thirty-five dollar cap on insulin payments, and the Republican enough Republicans voted against it, to kill the cap. And he said that was crazy. It was a good vote. Keep the thirty-five dollar cap.
0: Mm-hmm. Who
1: are our constituents? The constituents are the people who need thirty-five dollar caps on insulin. So. um, Uh, I'm not belittling it. Good. Uh, The I may need the two thousand dollar drug thing before I know it. Uh, But um, uh, anyway, they're also bringing back Bob the child tax credit. Uh, Oh, they—they, you know, Romney. You have a
0: view on that?
1: I have a view on that, but this is actual news that sort of got buried. Romney, who is who proposed a tax credit with a work requirement that I support, uh, is negotiating with. Uh, Bennett from Colorado, who is big on not having a work requirement and having to be a neo-welfare bill. Now, you would think Bennett would accept, okay, we're pouring billions of dollars, helping the vast majority of working parents, we're uh, uh, helping the working parents, the vast majority of poor parents with a child tax credit that's work tested. You would think he would go for that, but do not underestimate the relentlessness of the left when it comes to watering down work requirements. So and And don't underestimate the Soggy noodle-like uh, ability of Romney to cave in. So I'm, I'm of course now completely paranoid about that. Uh, but uh, that that'll be ongoing. And you know, if they, if they, uh, if they get a, if if they, if Romney, if they get a deal right away, they might pass it in the lame duck. So uh, it depends what, how what the outcome of the election is. If the Democrats have a bigger majority coming in, then they won't pass it in the lame duck. But uh, so those things are happening down the road.
0: And uh, and how are things looking for the midterms generally? Well, the the,
1: the, the CW is now you and now the G, you think the Democrats have you, you know G you think the Democrats have a chance? They might have a chance, they might win this. So yeah, I mean yeah, Nate Silver is well is the now CW safe. is
0: they probably will hold the Senate, right? And and uh the CW is that they will hold the Senate and will probably lose the House, but maybe they won't. That's the CW course they could lose the senate it it seems pretty fluid to me i mean fetterman how is fetterman looking these days it's a day-to-day kind of help the blow the blowback the blowback against
1: fetterman has started selena zito has a good column pointing out you know don't count oz out he's visiting little towns in pennsylvania uh there's a reason why people voted for him Mm -hmm. there's some dirt on fetterman coming out he seems to have never he's this blue collar hero he doesn't seem to have ever worked a blue-collar job in his life. I mean, I've worked more blue-collar jobs than he's worked. Uh, what blue-collar and,
0: job have you worked? Maybe uh, I can top you.
1: I worked on it. I'm sure you could top me. I worked on an assembly line assembling uh, uh, something to do with the, some node for an electric system, which I think is the node where they put the PCBs, Bob, one of the deadliest chemicals known to man. Luckily, I only worked that job for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was a postman for a summer. That's a blue collar job. Isn't what it?
0: happened after two weeks? You just couldn't take it. I decided I'd rather go. Enough?
1: I did, I wasn't tough enough. I decided I'd rather go to Europe and chase after my girlfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: it, and, and attempt to build a Myers-Manks dune buggy in my backyard.
0: Which well, it's fast? great to have options, Mickey. Great to have options privilege we call it too, too bad not all those people who can use the the child tax credit have those kinds of options you know well the, the 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 mailman thing was incredible
1: example of privilege at the time they gave out summer mailman jobs based on like sat scores so it was an exam that was like an sat so of course there were all these like people from ivy league universities delivering mail and then they changed the exam to be one that was relevant to delivery mail like How many addresses can you memorize? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then it completely changed the people who got the job, but you want
0: to know this wonderful thing I just did that has to do with mailman. I noticed that the mailman, which not all of our mailmen have done, but the guys now the mailman was scrupulously avoiding walking on our grass. And it meant he had to walk a lot further. He'd walk all the way to the driveway and up and blah, blah, blah. And I said, once on day I saw him, I said, you know, you can just walk across our grass. He said, oh, OK, well, great. I don't like to assume these things, but great. Now, every day he walks across the grass. In the course of the year, I'm going to save this guy a ton of I'm probably going to save him like a knee replacement or something.
1: If you and, and, he, and he's now worn a hole in the grass and you have a
0: shotgun and you're ready to. I have filed a lawsuit because <laughs> the lawn really is worse for the wear. But I I meant well. So What was your blue collar job, Bobby? You're itching to tell us. Oh, it wasn't that I, for one summer I painted houses, which parts of which were a little scary. You know, you're, you're like up on this thing and there's like no safety net and there's that, but it was kind of fun. Uh, I was not good at it. I mean, I, I mean, my work was good. It's just that it was so slow that he, he was probably losing money, paying me $2 an hour. And then two summers in a row, I worked at pizza hut. Um, Worked my way up to the uh, position of day manager and didn't have the presence of mind to ask for a raise. So I was still getting $2 an hour even after that did promotion. You, um, <laughs> did, did you like the pizza? Pizza was okay. I liked the sandwiches. Pizza wasn't bad. All right. Um, the, uh, it, one
1: thing that people don't realize is how easy it is for a bad worker, and I'm not saying you were this, to actually lose <laughs> an employer money. I mean – they're they're on sort of nice edge, and if you you know if you uh, there's a famous video of a of a cookie maker trying to teach a uh, uh, presumably underprivileged kid uh, how to bake how to bake these pastries, and the kid eats a pastry, and the baker goes, "That was that was my profit margin. You just ate. <laughs> okay, if you eat that pastry, I lose money on you." <laughs> okay, so
0: possibly an exaggeration. Uh, okay. Well, it was on video.
1: I mean, how, no. how, yeah, I mean, the profit. Yeah, yes, that could be an exaggeration. Um, uh, so the other thing I realized, unfortunately for for my midterm theory, uh, is that, uh, you know, I don't, is that Mallorca's is winning. The Biden plan for getting people not to care about immigration, even though he's letting in millions, mm-hmm. was, was to make it orderly and regular We let people in. They have like a nice, clean process. They go through a line like customs. We let them in. We bust them to various places in the middle of the night. So we never get like more than 100 of them together in one spot once they come in. Uh, And voters won't care. And he's sort of been proved right about that. I mean, they, they should care. They're still letting in millions of people. He's still destroying the labor market for low wage or undermining the labor market for low wage labor uh so they should care just as much whatever cultural impact they're having they're still having and uh but because there's no photo of them camped under a overpass in texas uh he's winning the pr war and i thought that was i thought it was completely foolish for biden to think he would win the pr war and i was wrong he's gaining he's making uh a, a lot more progress than i think in terms of pushing that off the front burner onto the back burner the Republicans have to push it back onto the front burner. They could, but they haven't done it yet.
0: And they have to by the midterms because this is a yeah, yeah. It's a
1: potent issue in the midterms. They have they have they have time, but there's no indication that McCarthy has the presence of mind to actually do that. Mm-hmm. And that all the money, all the money is saying, you know, don't do that unless you absolutely have to.
0: So uh, I haven't checked. Have Biden's approval ratings risen at all? A in little response to the relatively good news on several fronts. A little.
1: Although there was a, you know, there was a Fox poll that showed him at 40 instead of 39. But <laughs> his his negatives were still really high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh and the gap between them was still really high. So he's he's a mar- he's shown a marginal improvement, nothing to nothing to crow about. Nothing like the improvement in in Congress for the Democrats,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where it's been a turnaround. And and that shows that people are disassociating Biden from the Democratic candidates, which is bad news.
0: The The Republicans, Republicans, which I applaud. So we're still looking for a a Biden replacement, possibly one who's not Kamala Harris. I got to say, this Chris Murphy, you know, have you noticed he has a very good social media operation? Do you read Chris Murphy's tweets?
1: I'm sorry. We have to let in more immigrants so we can win the Cold War with China. That sort of hit me on two hot buttons. Um, Did he say that? Yes. Which you ignored. In so many words.
0: In so yes, many words?
1: absolutely in so many words. Now, he may have been talking about... He probably was. He, South the, Asian immigrants. No, he may have been talking about the high-skilled immigrants, but I don't, oh. I'm do not i pretty sure he said all immigrants and it applied to low-skilled too. And it's, it may be true. If all we cared about were beating China and didn't care about the nature of our society, did we have a society riven by money inequality and social inequality in which the white working class was thrown at the dustbin of history? Uh, if, all, if you didn't care about that, you would agree with him, mm-hmm. but I think we care about the second thing too. Uh, you would agree with him in Matt Iglesias. It, it's pretty incredible that Iglesias r- r- uh, resorted to that cheap trick at the end of his book, too. In his book, too,
0: wasn't just at the end. He was the framing. I I, I I challenged him with this when I had him on my podcast to yeah. talk about the book. It was, it was. I you know I think he he's he's right that it's uh, a politically salient. Thing to grab on to. Do you think he really cares about winning the competition with China? Yeah. I or he just uses that. Don't as a think point? he loses sleep over it. Uh, but okay. you know, he's you know he's he's aware of of political reality, and he, he he you know he's right that you need something to galvanize a country, and the things you'd like to galvanize them with are harder to galvanize them with than the things that it's easy yeah. to galvanize them with. Yeah. Um, I think I think I care about it way more than he does. China, yeah, you probably do because you're a yeah. you're a more fearful person than he is. I don't mean that disrespectfully. <laughs> um, the uh,
1: uh,
0: so speaking, speaking of, of foreign affairs, speaking of
1: fearfulness, yeah. I, uh, I wanted I wanted to say, I everybody said we should be fearful of the FBI. Okay, I'm let's assume I'm on the right. I'm not really on the right, but let's assume I'm on the. Right. I'm so much more scared. Of Twitter and Google than I am of the FBI, in terms of who's gonna fuck up my life permanently. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried that FBI is just going to come through the door and search, you know, jokes on them if they do. Uh, I'm uh, but I am totally worried about the power of the tech firm. So I just, you know it, it, the the segment of the right that really will be terrified of jackbooted uh, g man is uh, I just think is a, is a, is a slim, a slim extremist margin. But not that they can't do a lot of damage.
0: I'm not saying. Are you uh, worried about Amazon buying uh, the company that makes Roomba vacuum cleaners? And mapping my house? Yes. (laughs) Knowing everything. Well, it would be good for you because then they would know that that Ben Smith piece was misleading. Of course, one reason it was misleading is you've moved since then, but that you actually have an expansive residence. That would be great for you. But the roomba wouldn't get two
1: feet before it bumped into a box, a banker's
0: box. And then it would know that the box is there. That's what I'm saying. The roomba would know all. The roomba knows the, the box is. The roomba are. would be immobilized. The roomba wouldn't wouldn't get very far. The roomba has <laughs> the roomba has eyes. The roomba knows what's in its way.
1: Unless I want to talk the, about
0: this in the parrot room. This is not something to laugh off. Unless not, the room unless the roomba has has climbing capacity. You know, and this is not unrelated to uh what I wrote about earlier this week in the non-zero newsletter, this uh, whole question of existential risk. One one of the existential risks among the existential risk worry wards, which I I am such a worry ward, except that the one thing I don't worry a lot about is this one thing that some of them do worry about, which is AI taking over. I mean, I'm trying to figure out if I should worry about it anyway. The Roomba thing is relevant to that. I want to talk about this in the paragraph. Okay, trust me, okay. it's relevant. So, but but we're we've been talking a while. Should we talk a little bit about international sure. matters? Sure, sure. Uh, first of all, there's there are hopes apparently as of at least twelve hours ago. I haven't been on Twitter lately, but that uh, there may be a last minute break during the Iran talks. That would be great. Uh, that would be another Biden win, at least from the point of view of progressives. Um, and it would be very important and good for the world if they could do it. Who knows? They they've kind of botched the job so far, but you never know. Um did, yeah. didn't you didn't you
1: also like Blinken telling Africa we're not in a cold war, you can choose any side you want? I actually missed that. What did he say? He gave a speech where he sort of said, Look, we're not gonna we're not it's not gonna be like the Cold War, where if you do business with China, you're on their side or no, you have to be
0: on our side or their side. Uh, I thought that was a reasonable thing. This to say, is a side right? of Blinken I haven't seen, and I applaud. Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, I thought he saw the, the world as a death match between us and uh, authoritarian autocrats. But apparently, apparently Africa is so
1: insignificant that they're outside the death match. Yeah, he, he, did, he didn't say that part out loud, right?
0: <laughs> Frankly, we don't think about you at all. We don't apply this to Europe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, the European version of the war against autocracy which is the way the ukraine war is being framed um well of course there was a big you know they somehow managed to blow up some stuff at this air base in crimea i don't think we yet know how it could have been uh some long-range missile including a, a british provided missile that's normally used for on ships but could be used on the ground could be special ops Could be special ops using uh, drones. It could be. I thought they said it was special ops, but I just read that. That was one Um, of the leading candidates, in which case it's a less big deal than people. for People at first thought it signified some whole new weapon that Ukraine can uh, wreak havoc. But they've started their counteroffensive in the South. How's that going? You know, I guess they've started it. Some people saw this Crimea bombing as the beginning of it, although the connection to me seems pretty remote. Uh, so, this is the, the long rumored, long awaited offensive, which I'm not sure is really starting now. But anyway, and to retake Kherson. Now, the city of Kherson is the one thing kind of to the west of the Dnipro River that the Russians have. Um, and that's what apparently Ukraine is determined to regain. I worry that their motivation is. Largely, I mean, not only, but has something to do with optics. You know, there is this idea that if they want to, you know, the West is getting a little weary. Europe is going to have a, a cold winter with expensive energy. We've given them a lot of stuff. And there is a concern, I think, in Ukraine that they need to show uh, that they can do something other than play defense. Semi effectively, they need to actually regain some ground if they want to keep the Western aid and weapons flowing. And that could lead them, you know, to take uh, a risk that turns out to be unfortunate. I mean, the, you know, because playing offense is something they have not had to do in the war, they haven't shown the ability to do it. It's a lot harder than playing defense. And I was listening to um, a, a, a colonel in the Ukrainian army who, Obviously very pro-Ukraine, surprisingly candid. And he said, you know, it is, you know, we've never trained for this. It isn't just that we haven't done it in this war. This army doesn't train for offensive operations because, you know, we we think defensively. We we're not planning to attack Russia. So, um, and plus, I mean, both sides have lost a lot of their best people. And when you've lost a lot of your best people, you may still be able to play defense. Offense is harder. Uh, and so and, – and finally, the, the final reason to worry about uh, the challenge of, of retaking Kherson is the Russians have moved a lot of troops there in anticipation of this. Some some people have said they've moved that, – that now more than half of all the Russian troops in Ukraine are down there to defend – I mean, this isn't just one city. The Kherson Oblast as a whole – is apparently as big as Maryland, but still there has been a huge Russian repositioning, and um, you know, it, it, the, the, there's a this is a kind of operation the Ukrainians have not shown the ability to. do. The Russians haven't proven great at it either. I, I mean that that was their problem. These so so called combined uh, forces. Uh, of, of course, operations. the the
1: British have issued one of their periodic,
0: uh, uh,
1: you know, determ- determinations that Russia is running out of ammo they're failing their their forces are falling yeah. apart they're doomed
0: you hear these stories about both sides i both in terms of number of casualties in terms of ammo in terms of i have no way of judging Good. uh judging well, them what, what one
1: thing i want to talk about maybe in the room is the wagner group uh yeah that's this that's a great idea what a great idea I mercenaries mean, about, i don't think it's mercen-
0: original i think mercenaries have been i burned, know but,
1: but mercenaries in the modern world, I mean, what what think of all the disaffected young men who would join a mercenary group? There are billions of them. Plus, okay. Plus, if you organize prison. them, if you organize them, you, yeah. could, you could be a huge player. Russia's sticky too small. They should make the Wagner
0: group much bigger. It's pretty uh, big, but but you know, lately the Wagner group has been recruiting in Russian prisons. That's how that's how desperate Russia is for troops. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, they're letting guys out of jail to join the Wagner group. And well, they
1: should recruit in Indian prisons, and Chinese prisons, and excellent, Malaysian idea. prisons,
0: Ukrainian prisons.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they can, I mean, really, I mean, they could, they could, this could be huge.
0: I think I, you're the guy who can make it happen, Mickey. Uh, 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 if we put you in touch with the right, with Wagner himself. Who, who is there, Wagner?
1: Is it Robert? I don't Ryan? know, but that ha- that has to be what the uh, black black whatever people were thinking of.
0: The black people? No, the,
1: the, you... the, the, no. There's that group that was in <laughs> Iran that was our mercenaries.
0: Black September? No.
1: Black. No. Black something. Black Hawk. Black.
0: Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't an Iranian group, was it? I get them. Deep Purple uh... was Deep Purple Iranian? No. Um... No, they were. there were. So you know, you get older, and you just kind of right. lose track of the music scene, and you just can't get this shit straight. <laughs> oh. Um. Uh, so I, um, anyway, you know who I was talking about? <laughs> I actually don't. Now, Black September was a Palestinian group, right? The group they were accused of atrocities in Iraq. They a, a lot
1: of. Uh, there was a big shootout, and they were accused of killing innocent people. Okay, anyway. Oh,
0: you mean, oh, 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 sure, sure. Not BlackRock, which is a, but, but Black. Oh, you mean the American mercenaries? Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. But, but I can't think of that name either. It'll come to, no, it's BlackRock. Is, is it BlackRock? It's not BlackRock. That's the capital we're investment both, company. Did need, they invest? Did that, did they invest in these mercenaries? <laughs>
1: yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was the opposite of ESG investing. They were investing in the most evil groups they could find. <laughs> <laughs> just to compensate for all the ESG investments This is
0: what Peter Thiel supports. You know, Peter Thiel is very against all of this socially responsible investing, including just environmentally responsible investing. He's part of some investment group whose mission is to support companies that don't do anything noble sound.
1: Well, that was a very, it's a very smart idea. Start an investment group that bets against whatever the, the media fad of the moment is and bets against all the sort of woke, Investment that doesn't look at the bottom line—you're going to look at the bottom line. Uh, he should make a fortune.
0: I don't know how Blackwater, he's doing. Blackwater. 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 There you go. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, just uh, the, when the you black, have an inspiration, you got to share. The it with Blackwater you. guy must have had had somewhere in the back
1: of his mind that said, "This is a—I'm starting small here. If I if I become a global player like the Wagner Group, I could, you know, be king of the world." uh so uh, oh, was the, it? Wait,
0: he was the the brother of a Trump cabinet official, right? The Blackwater guy.
1: He was deeply enmeshed with Trump. I don't know mm, how. Uh, yeah. I don't know how. The
0: education. I think he's Betsy DeVos's brother. No.
1: Maybe. Really? Okay. Could anyway. be. Um, could be. Anyway, um, uh, we can't have an Alzheimer's drug fast enough for us, Bob.
0: No, time's running out. <laughs> My wife's reading up on it, and if she comes up with anything good, you'll be the first. To, you'll be the second to know. um
1: I guess the final thing I think we should talk about here is a verdict on Pelosi's trip to Taiwan. Walter Russell Mead had a yeah. a, col- a column saying, you know, where's all these dire consequences? They're not these dire consequences. Uh, if you if you ask, you know, have they have China started arming the Soviets? Which is the worst. I mean, the Russians, which is the worst consequence. Uh instead, they it, all it did was help Xi Jinping cement his position. It was like it was well, like the Russell media it, like, it, right? it was like it was like the Garland raid for Trump. It helped it helped Xi, but it was yeah, but it also planted the flag. It showed the Democrats could be, you know, anti-China too. Uh it just it wasn't all the, it was like it was like nine-eleven, Bob. It blew over.
0: Well, no, I mean, I think it it uh, enduringly gave mojo to the hawkish nationalists in China and that that's money in the bank for them. Mickey is now holding the Twin Towers up to the which but you could don't, be read as an you, ominous. Uh, you don't thing, you but, don't
1: you don't care that much about the. Do you care that much about the the nationalists in China? I mean, you. you, you, you
0: yeah, I don't you want don't, them to attack Taiwan. I don't want them okay. to attack Taiwan. OK, but I think this makes if- that more likely. Uh, and there is just broadly speaking, again, I, I wrote about this a little well a few weeks ago in my newsletter, and I mentioned it on the podcast, and again, uh, and today's newsletter, the non-zero newsletter. But you know, I, I do think, you know, there's a reading of what happened in Ukraine that is not getting any airtime in part because of what wartime psychology does to the range of debate. And that reading is that arming Ukraine actually made the invasion more likely because Putin says, well, shit, this is just going to get worse and worse and worse. Might as well stop it before stopping it gets even harder. Totally plausible. But of course, if you suggest that anything the U.S. did increase the chances of invasion, people start saying you're repeating Putin talking points and you're a Putin apologist and you're justifying the invasion, blah, blah, blah. So that argument has not gotten any airtime, and that's a problem because we need to at least consider the possibility that that's going to happen with with Taiwan. The reflexive reaction to, uh, well, in a way, both to Ukraine and to the recent stuff in Taiwan is to say, we need to arm Taiwan faster. And there's almost no airtime being given to the very plausible Scenario whereby arming Taiwan just convinces China that it's time to act. Right. Does, does it sort of
1: depend on what these war games that they uh they've engaged in show? I mean, uh that was that must be a huge intelligence bonanza for us. I mean, they're showing how they would what they have in their arsenal, how they operate, how they would attack Taiwan. Why are they doing that? They're giving us all this valuable information, but we should be able to somehow assess, on the basis of that, whether it's completely hopeless to defend Taiwan, uh, in which case arming them like a porcupine will only increase the chances that they'll be invaded and and taken over sooner uh, and uh, or whether it's it's plausible that actually arming them would deter. i mean it, it it's a factual question depends on on what the military you know what the military tactics are. and Taiwan seems totally indefensible to me, but
0: uh, oh, they they are, it's a it's totally hopeless. And I mean, um, I mean, happily, there was a poll that came out, I think, this week that uh, most Americans don't want, even if Taiwan is attacked, they don't want American ground troops sent. However, most Americans say they would support using the American navy to prevent Taiwan from uh, China from blockading Taiwan. I'm not sure they realize that basically means war, but uh, at least in the air and in the sea. But they um, remember that they remember
1: the Cuban Missile Crisis where we broke a blockade and it didn't result in war.
0: But I mean, as I've said before, Uh, if if China wants to keep take Taiwan, unless you want to use nuclear weapons to stop it, there's no way to stop it in the long run. Now, could you conceivably stop it this year? Maybe but then China would just redouble the building up of their military and their commitment to do it. And they do it in five or 10 years. It's just offshore and it really matters to them. And there's just no way. It's just crazy talk to act as if we can stop that from happening militarily. Well, it's if, crazy. if you
1: if you if you, if you uh, postpone it for five or 10 years twice, then there might be a some big uh Change in China that meant that well, they could. That,
0: be. You, you, that's yeah, music to my ear. I mean, that's a point. With a situation, we have succeeded in kicking this can down the road for half a century with the, a policy of, you know, the one China policy. Our, our saying, yeah, in principle, they're they're all one. We just want it to happen peacefully, and are not recognizing Taiwan as sovereign country. And our strategic ambiguity—it's worked for half a century of kicking the can down the road. You keep kicking it down the road. Maybe there will never be a war. Right. But you do shit like send Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan, it's more likely. When Pelosi came back, she, she gave this interview where she was clearly referring to Taiwan, but she said,
1: China is a free country. It's one of the freest countries in the world. And everybody said, oh, well, she was just referring to Taiwan. It was obviously just a mental right. glitch. Right. But if you were China, wouldn't you still be offended by that? I mean, it's sort of, she sort of. Why would you be offended? It, it's a nice well, thing to say. It, it. It's a, Well, no, but she was clearly talking about Taiwan and it was a Freudian slip. We support. Oh, we support I one China, and my one, the one China I have in mind is Taiwan. Right, right. And China might think they're China. It's not Taiwan is in China. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking it was still undiplomatic, but she hasn't gotten any shit for it. So
0: she got a little, and I mean, there were people who thought she meant she was intentionally saying about main about mainland China, which obviously she wasn't, as you say. Right, but I just thought
1: it was a bizarre thing for her to say, and it implied that. The Botox have gone to her
0: brain. But by the way, speaking of the, I mean, I, I look, uh, <laughs> I I know that you're quite saying this, but one might argue that at her age, you're just not mentally agile enough to be to be uh, treading extremely diplomatic, uh, delicate diplomatic terrain. But well, I will say, speaking of that, Joe Biden has repeatedly screwed up and said yes. We would defend Taiwan if they're attacked, and then the White House has to walk it back because it's a it is a gaffe and it's a departure from our longstanding policy of strategic ambiguity. So Pelosi is not alone culpable. I mean, Biden has been a loose cannon on right, this but, too. Right, but Pelosi has has
1: has said uh, seemingly addled things, and and then she rams a piece of legislation through with. Uh, no votes to spare, as she's doing today, even as we speak. Uh, so, uh, you know, when she focuses her mind. I, I certainly she's, think she's, in better, in, she's, yeah. think she's um, in better shape than Biden. She's uh, incredibly effective. I think she's in better shape than Biden. What she did with Obamacare was was extremely impressive. No,
0: She's been a masterful politician. And uh, look, I, by the time I'm her age, I'll be dead. So my hat's off. Um, we'll talk about that in the parrot Talk about that in the parrot room. What else will we talk about? Because we've been we've been doing this about an hour. So in uh, the parrot room, I want to talk uh, about uh oh Biden, these these advisors. It turns out Biden was convening historians and applebaums and things right. like that. Uh, I want to talk about that. Uh wanna talk about oh, a little more Jonah Goldberg trash talk, if that's okay. Just one more week. Just have a little more to say. Um, Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm. No, go ahead. I think
1: I. I think we may have gone too far in the Jonah Goldberg trash talk. So I may be
0: defending it. This is. Oh, I'm not going to be trashing him per se. It's just a comment. Okay. Good. That Um, would be good though. That would be good dramatic tension if you were trashing me for my trash uh, talk. I think I've.
1: I may have misplaced my my list of things, but, uh, but then I'll keep going. I, I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, uh, my uh, bad news for Mickey trying to buy a car. Uh, huh. My uh, I unfortunately have to buy a car during the worst environment ever, and I think I think there's some funny business going on. They're all conspiring against me, Bob.
0: Oh, uh, I want to talk about my experience uh on recent long-term drives with my uh new Honda CRV. I mean, adaptive cruise control is underrated, Mickey. I'm not sure you understand what a wonderful thing, even a relatively okay. minimal, you know, version of automated assistance is in a modern car. Yeah. Okay. The, uh, I'm really really, I mean, okay. it, it's closer to self-driving than people realize. We it can just, talk about that. We can talk yeah. about
1: there's some, there was an article in LA Magazine about where Jelaine Maxwell is now. Mm. Uh, we know now where she is and- Yeah, jail, right? Right, but we know which jail and where. Oh, good. Um, the, uh, uh, I want to talk a bit about how long, uh, how long uh, Congresswoman Jaya Paul can get away with saying that, uh, that the m- more- killing that started the whole Black Lives Matter movement was a murder of an innocent man when all the facts are that it was an act of self-defense by the policeman, uh, how long, how long, if she's respectable, how, how long could she keep up a lie like that? Uh, I want to talk a little bit about troubles I have since I'm against meritocracy and for relaxing the meritocratic red race. And then when the meritocratic red race is relaxed as in medical school, uh, it's being relaxed for race reasons uh, that I got all upset. It's a contradiction in my point of view, Bob, that I have to rationalize.
0: That's, that's uh, what's special about you,
1: uh, Mikey. Uh, um, we can talk about...
0: Uh, uh, I'll um, tell you one thing we can talk about. I mean, again, I okay. want to get... This 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 Amazon buys eye robot has... It is related to the question of: Is AI going to just completely take over uh, in ways that may or may not be obvious? Uh, okay. Meanwhile, the metaverse is collapsing. We should talk about that too. Oh, is it?
1: I think. Don't you get the impression people? The face. I mean, Facebook is falling. Instagram's still good, but Facebook is falling, and people are saying it's incredibly stupid to buy real estate in the metaverse. I mean, <laughs> I don't know um <laughs> uh, anyway i will have a big apartment in the metaverse bob no you, matter what no matter what ben smith says
0: you are big it's the metaverse that got small
1: <laughs> the um there you go okay so uh that that's barely enough to fill a parrot room
0: yeah at patreon.com slash room as i said I, I think i can find out find something to say about the live golf Tour. <laughs> Um, I have something to say about
1: uh, – that's the most plausible theory of what Trump was up to. He's saving souvenirs to sell to rich Saudis.
0: Yeah. I mean, that would really be trivial and totally not worth doing this over. If if it is just shit, he could impress people with and even auction off or something right. in, in the black market in the intellectual right. in, in, in they- the dark web. Um, also, another thing another thing to talk about is Twitter has decided
1: to pre but to prepare for the midterms by preparing its pre of likely false talking points. So I think we should probably write – there's probably some game you could play where you would write Twitter's pre for it. You
0: know? Okay, Facebook midterms. Um, uh, finally. where uh, Oh. The I want to talk about long-termism, oh right, which is related to the existential risk thing, and uh is getting a lot of attention because Will McCaskill's book is I think it's called What We Owe the Future is out, and it was a piece about him in New Yorker, piece about him in the Non-Zero Newsletter, Pia. he had the lead uh, piece on the Sunday opinion section, he's on the Ezra Klein podcast, a, he's everywhere
1: it's a slow news week, Bob. Uh, aside from Mar-a-Lago. NPR had a story on new jobs for ag workers in cities. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's they, kind of a
0: classic NPR. They, story. they spent
1: five minutes on that fucking thing.
0: What is it like rooftop gardens or something?
1: It's it, it's like advising people that are starting hydroponic gardens or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's and, that's solid NPR content. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we listen to beyond. Okay. So we got a lot of stuff. It's at patreon.com slash room. People should smash the like button too on the YouTube thing. And they should rate and review the podcast. And they should uh above all go to the parrot room. And yeah, you'll hear and more the parent will sing. And the parent will sing. Yeah. And that's more special than people realize. Okay. We'll see you there.